Welcome, true believers, back to the Nerd Smash Talk Cast. I am one of your hosts, L.T. Thornton, and I am joined by the world's greatest co-host ever in all of time, Steve Woods. What's up, Steve? <laughs> what, what is going on, man? How's what it going? What is going on? Oh, man, nothing much, nothing much. You Happy know, Memorial Week. Yeah, yeah, Memorial Week, uh, long weekend, got to enjoy it, got to enjoy it, and, uh, you know, this episode is a pretty big deal this week. Yeah, it is. Uh, Should be fun. Should be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, let me tell you why. It's because we have a very special guest on the show today, but before I tell you who that is... Let me tell you, our mission on the TalkCast is to bring you the latest in nerd news, nerd reviews, and nerd culture, whether that involves movies, TV, video games, D&D, science, comic books, anime, whatever. We will cover it because, hey, guess what? Being a nerd is just not as limiting as you think it is. And we've got that very special guest for you, and his name is Boyd Atkins the Fourth. What's up, Boyd? Yay, yay! What's happening? How's it going? I had another annoying way I was going to introduce myself, but I figured I would spare both of you that. <laughs> <laughs> I think we appreciate that. No, actually, I want the annoying stuff. Yeah, I know. Wait a second. I'm <laughs> yeah. here for the annoying. <laughs> uh, look, uh, I'll save it for the end of the episode then. It'll be a surprise. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. You you understand how much flack I got for how much I talked about Naked Batman last week? It's uh, oh. The what happened? <laughs> that was going to be my intro. Just come in. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Just coming in, cheeks clapping. Cheeks clapping. I don't know if any of that got on the audio in my first hurts from doing it. <laughs> All right, let me stop before I get in trouble. Let me, oh, let me stop. Man. Oh, gosh. All right, well. Welcome boy. back, man. Yeah, welcome back. I'm. Thanks for having me. I'm always happy to... Hop on here and talk nerdy with you guys. I enjoy listening to you every week. You're in my top three rotation of podcasts to listen to, and that's not just because we're cool. It's because I legit like hearing you guys talk about things we can't talk about <laughs> because, you know, <laughs> reasons. Reasons. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. We're in his top three, that's dope, Steve. Man. That's a big, that's a that's big move. <laughs> I, I really appreciate that. I mean, yeah. uh, I'm, I keep us in our top one, but, I mean, <laughs> three is great, too. <laughs> Well, it's, it's, it's also your release schedule, so you know it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. It's like well, I gotta wait until Wednesday for Nerd Smash Talk Cats to come out, but until yeah. then, I got my Talking <laughs> Simpsons, and then I got mm. Thirty Twenty Ten. So it's like I got stuff oh. to hold me over until you guys come back out on Wednesday. Yeah, man, that is dope. Well, uh, boy, you may have known when we had some of our other guests. But we like to ask a little questions just to get our, to know our guests a little bit better before we start getting into the stories of the week. Uh, so, boy, first and foremost, I'd like to ask, what is something that you feel does not get enough attention or is underrated? So I cannot remember what my original answer was. So if this is a repeat, I apologize, listeners. I'm working on my uh, nerd smash clock here. So maybe the next two times I come back in, I'll have some different answers, but I'm going to go with B movies. And that's mainly uh, after watching army of the dead and us having a brief talk about it. I like low budget B movies and big budget B movies. I just like big, (laughs) stupid, you know, what's that over there? Explosion. B movies. Not not Michael Bay movies. Those aren't B movies. I'm talking about hobo with a shotgun. Oh, I love Hobo with a Shotgun! You know, I'm talking about like the Hatchet series. Those are the kind yes. of B-movies I like. Yeah. And uh, they, they anything don't that came love. on USA up all night. As a matter of oh. fact, I I tr- think I'm going to try to get you guys to watch Velocipaster with me one of these days. You know what? I downloaded <laughs> that. I bought that on Google Play. I haven't watched it yet. I bought the Blu-ray and the first 15 minutes had me in tears oh yes i'm gonna um, watch that bad boy tonight boyd have you seen uh psycho gore man yet i have it and i need to watch what it because this? i heard somebody say it is like a horror version of guyver and yeah. there's two uh. things i love 
Horror and Guyver. I haven't seen it yet either, by the way. I I have just heard people raving about it uh, as just like the perfect kind of B-movie quality. Just like everything about it is amazing. So I can't wait to check that out. I mean, after watching your arch enemy's last big (sighs) B-movie, I know you hate him, but his Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff was so entertaining i don't oh, know about that either what is it, that um i keep want to say it's like billy's pizza rama or something stupid like that Yo. but it's initially five nights at freddy's but with headshot so uh LT the name the name shaking his head and rubbing his face <laughs> i don't i don't know the mere thought of uh, headshot in his acting prowess i'm gonna bleep out the name Cause you're I gonna headshot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it'll be it'll be such and such with headshot. Yeah, it'll be. It, if you guys are confused by uh, the sound that you heard just now when a certain person was mentioned, uh, I won't explain it. Just know that it was blanked out for a reason because I won't allow <laughs> vulgarity on this you gotta, podcast. You gotta dig in the crates if you want to know. Yeah, exactly. All right, let me move on to the next question. Uh, (laughs) Hard transition. (laughs) Hard. Sharp. Sharp right. Boyd, what is something that you feel is overexposed or overrated? Mm. Microwave pizza. Microwave pizza. Mm. Yeah, man. Overrated. Overrated. Mm. Everyone and their mama has a microwave pizza, and there are only like five good ones. And four of them are Red Baron. So, <laughs> wow, all the rest is... can go to the bin. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you like the now microwave pizza? Is that what does that mean to you? Is it like the Totino's pizza that you actually put in the microwave, or is it merely the microwavable pizza that I always put in the oven? The the latter. So, I'm a toaster okay. oven oven guy myself. Okay. And anytime I see any option to put it in the microwave, I automatically just like flip the box and just put it in the toaster oven or oven anyway yeah but when you go into the freezer section there's too many options there's more options than ice cream i don't like that it's like (laughs) why what donato's is fine but why do you have frozen pizza why is there california pizza kitchen i get it but tony's you're just a step above totino's it's like DiGiorno has eight different pizzas you can't do one properly. Why do you have seven others? Mm. I, I will say that DiGiorno's pulling in a tough second for me, but you oh. hit the nail on the head when you said Red Baron oh, because man. that is the go-to. It, they, oh. they are the frozen goat. Uh, I may be unintentionally going off on a tangent here, but what's your feelings on uh, gas station pizza? Oh. So I haven't had Casey's yet. Okay. Oh. Speedway's uh was number one at the time i haven't had hunts i hear hunts is dope okay um all the gas stations that sell it are kind of like all look like their toilets don't work and i don't like those kind of (laughs) areas but i once i try casey's i'll probably start trying to rate those but speedway right now they are number one for gas station pizza to Mm -hmm. me i i do agree with that it's a story casey's casey's is is good up there. But you can't get past the simplicity and deliciousness of Speedway Pizza. Oh, it's so good. And it's so simple, right? I mean, yeah. they just get it right. Pepperoni, it's always the cheese, same. Sauce and the crust is not too crispy and is not too soft. Right? <laughs> it's who knew? Yeah, who knew? Who knew? None of us. I try to tell people. I try to let them know. <laughs> See, I told you. You didn't believe me. <laughs> Five points. All right. Knows that Sharp right know. again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking another sharp right because <laughs> we got to get on track. Or we're going to be dang it. What is that from? I told you, but you didn't believe me. <laughs> you're going to scream it out halfway through this episode, and you're going to get a high five. <laughs> I am fighting myself so much because I want to say stuff. All right, boy, what is <laughs> what is the thing that you feel you are the nerdiest about, or what would you consider a passion of yours? It's still pro wrestling. Um, yeah. It's a, this weekend over Memorial Day weekend, uh, shout mm-hmm. out to the troops. Mm-hmm. We had AEW's Double or Nothing pay-per-view, their third show. And mm-hmm. it just reminded me two years ago, I was in Vegas at this time for the inaugural show. 
Yeah. First time in Vegas, first time at a wrestling pay-per-view, and first time at an inaugural nice. anything that I can think of. And it just reminded me how much I love wrestling. I saw Sting wrestle, which is great. Yeah. I saw new guys wrestle. I saw Chris Jericho repelling with a broken arm and stapling paper to a guy's forehead. It was great. I, I just mm-hmm. love pro wrestling so much. You can say oh, yeah. it's fake all you want, and I can look mm. at you and say, I don't care, and just <laughs> sip my 300 milligram energy drink. I respect it. And I oh, yeah. also caught up with uh, Double or Nothing after the show went off. Uh, did I watch it last night? I watched it last night. So, yeah. Pretty good show overall. Although the Cody match was uh, weird. If we ever do a spinoff <laughs> wrestling podcast, that'll be something we talk about. <laughs> what is Cody Rhodes doing right now? He's showing his privilege. <laughs> <laughs> Would you like oh. a little bit more mayonnaise on your sandwich, Mr. Rhodes? Uh, pretty much. All right, guys. To Dusty? He is Dusty's <laughs> youngest Dusty. son. Is he? I he's see. the youngest, right? I think he's the middle child. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's got blonde hair and he calls himself the American Nightmare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, let's go ahead and get into the format for the show today. We are 10 minutes in. Uh, so, guys, some of the things that we are going to talk about, we got some news uh, about Amazon making a big purchase and slowly shoring up these monopolies. Uh, we got news of a really weird collaboration between Teen Titans Go and Space Jam. Uh, we got an interesting character getting their own Disney Plus show, uh, an MCU character getting their own D- Disney Plus show. So we'll let you know about that. But let's start with our first story for today. And that is that uh, it looks like Aaron Taylor Johnson, who used to be Quicksilver in Avengers Age of Ultron until he caught bullets the wrong way. Uh, it looks like he will be, uh, or he was cast as Craven the Hunter in a Craven the Hunter movie from Sony. And my question, well, I'm still trying to process this. I, I read it like three or four days ago, and my brain is trying to process it because I have no idea what the hell Sony is doing. I don't either, man. One word. <laughs> this is multiverse. I get it. I totally get it. it and if you would have told me Aaron Taylor Johnson was cast in a uh, you know, he was in some Spider-Man, like they're reviving the 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 Andrew Garfield Spider-Man, and he's gonna be Craven in that movie. Cool, but a whole Craven movie, right? Right. Now, Aaron Taylor Johnson, though, I mean, kick ass, mm-hmm. fights Godzilla, mm-hmm. and is Quicksilver, mm-hmm. and now he's Craven. Yes. I just feel like, why, why that? Why? I, there's so many questions here that I don't, I don't really understand the decision, and like, it feels like, it feels like all corporate. It's definitely corporate. What were you gonna say, boy? I was thinking it's like, so Steve, do you think he's being typecast, old school? Like, you fit well into these roles, so this is what will probably lead towards you doing more. Kind of. I think it's more studio driven than it is someone coming up with an idea and saying, I want Aaron Taylor Johnson for this movie. Give me I that think kick it's ass more kid. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> People like him, look at him. They they like him. So I it, it's just a weird thing for me rather than rather than this being for the love of it, I just feel like it's a you know, it's a recognizable face and it's a cash grab. Yeah. It's I mean, I have theories about what they're doing with the whole Spider-Verse that they're trying to flesh out. It's just, I feel like they're trying to get to a sinister, like they have, they must have some script for some amazing Sinister Six movie. I don't understand how a Sinister Six movie works without Spider-Man, but that was the original synopsis for the, the Sinister Six movie that they were working on. When they were, um, when they had Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man kind of in the thick of it, so 
Um, seems like they're still going for it. I think they're still working on that Black Cat Silver Sable spinoff. Which, if if you couldn't already tell, that was why those were the two DLC characters in Marvel Spider Man. They're like, nah. What if we did movies on these two? <laughs> I man, I just, I don't. I would like to see them, possibly. Like Boyd just said, that multiverse, great. Maybe we can have another Andrew Garfield movie, or maybe he can be Spider Man again later. Yeah. Or in one of in the Sinister Six, maybe that's a possibility. But I, I just feel like it's none of them are super well done. No, they don't look great. Well, what are you doing? I know, Boyd, you're a fan of Venom, mm-hmm. and oh yeah, I forgot. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I know for me it wasn't, and I, I think I fleshed out on here why the problems that I have with it. And it's just hard for me to get excited about some of these other movies when I only have the first Venom to go off of. So, you know, it's hard for me to be like, oh, yeah, Morbius. Oh, yeah, Craven. Oh, yeah, you know, whatever. You know, we're going to get a movie about Cardiac here in a in a little bit. And it'll be <laughs> it'll don't, be a John Q spinoff. Don't forget Morbius <laughs> coming. I don't know. Yeah, I think this year. No, no, it's it got pushed back. Yeah, that's yeah. right. So. Real quick, before we switch and go to the next topic, while we're talking about Craven, I my Marvel it, and Spider-Man knowledge is very light. If it's not yeah. the clone saga, I don't know too much about Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, don't judge me. That's okay. Um, but is, isn't Craven tied closer to Morbius as far as like origin goes? He, was, he was in the animated show. Okay. Right? Mm-hmm. They, they they tied those stories together really, really well. But um, in actuality, in actual official Spider-Man canon, uh, Craven is actually cousins with the with the chameleon because they're both Russian. Oh, but Craven uh, is, you know, he went down to become a big game hunter in Africa. He got mixed with uh, a mixture of like you know, kind of like magical type voodoo stuff and uh, managed to enhance his powers to become, or he he got powers that gave him, you know, enhanced senses and, you know, a little bit of superhuman strength, but, you know, just made it the perfect. Uh, Wasn't from the necklace. I think it was a blood transfusion with something Mm. in the original, like 60s comics that might've been updated, but okay. yeah, I mean, he doesn't have a connection really to Morbius or Venom or anything like that. He's not typically someone I think of when I think of the Sinister Six, but he has been known to be a part of the Sinister Six. So, uh, and then his most famous story is Craven's Last Hunt, where he basically um, he didn't kill Spider Man, but he effectively neutralized Spider Man and then buried him alive. And then he put on Spider Man's costume. Uh, and, and fought crime as Spider-Man for a while before he eventually killed himself. So what you're saying is he's the equivalent of Lex Luger being in the Four Horsemen. It's like, yeah, you're here, <laughs> but you're an alternate. Yeah, he's definitely he's uh like notice noticeable enough to be like that guy was is definitely a part of the group, but not enough that he's not like the the iconic four. You know. You're not mistaking him over like a Tully Blanchard or something. Gotcha. I dig it. (laughs) All right. uh, Let's go ahead and go to the next thing. I think we all have a little more knowledge on this. And this is that uh, we are getting a Disney Plus, a new Disney Plus spinoff show on an MCU property. And this is going to be a show based entirely on Okoye, which is the Black Panther's right guard played by Denai Guerrero. And yeah, uh, what do you guys think about that? Uh, Boy, what do you think? Oh, I'm here for it. Anything oh, yeah. that, for war, well, hmm, if I can speak English for a second. <laughs> Anything related to Wakanda, I'm here for. Anything yeah. that she does that f- makes me forget that she was a main character in The Walking Dead for so long, <laughs> I'm here for. <laughs> I would rather think of Marvel properties when I see her and the more she gets to do the happier I am for and with it being a you said Disney Plus series uh yeah yeah 
Oh yeah. Now this is gonna flesh out the mid level of mm-hmm. Wakanda, possibly. Not, you know, everything. Yeah, I've, get- I was really interested when Black Panther came out to see like the street level view of uh Wakanda. So I, I just wanted to see how that play like you know, see somebody walking down the streets. I want to see the alleyways and the parking lots yeah. and the stuff yeah. like that. <laughs> People rolling by in there. They're exactly. floating spaceships. Let's <laughs> say wholeheartedly agree, especially since we know they're going to tackle the loss of now two kings in yeah. their country. And you're going to get the positives and negatives from the people below as well as how everyone up top is struggling and i'm really interested in how that goes right yeah yeah uh steve what are your thoughts uh i really want this to be like law and order <laughs> like not not like law and order but the structure meaning you see because they're security force so you know they're they're you know apprehending and you know all these things that happen in wakanda but i want to see the whole thing play out that's no, what, what i want now, another thing that I think about this series is we no, they didn't announce this, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a couple things that kind of stick out for me about this. A, nobody was ready for Falcon and Winter Soldier. No. Nope. And what the Wakandans did there. That Th- you just weren't ready. Mm-mm. And the second being, they got all this Gina Carano money sitting around, so why not <laughs> give it to somebody else? <laughs> wow uh yeah uh, i mean <laughs> you're not wrong you are not wrong dude um, you said law and order and i just imagine like shuri pretending she's iced tea and just like <laughs> grilling superheroes <laughs> he calls himself spider-man but he looks like an ant and i don't get that he swings and he could be a, a monkey but he says spider-man i don't i don't know we have to watch him uh, yeah, man. Uh, it's <laughs> all I thought of was: Is Sam Watterson still alive? Can we just have Sam Watterson just show up, like the just the one up. lawyer, and he he litigated a case. He no, he just lit. He just litigates a case. A case for a stack of papers. Right. <laughs> Let me talk to you about he this did, place. I would imagine. imagine. I would imagine that this series will be something like, well, the king is gone, who now gets the throne, and it'll be her trying to maybe suss out the the ones with more bad intentions or something like that. That's just me, you know. It it could be. against the wall. Yeah, no, agree. Like, she doesn't want it. She still wants to be, you know, the general. She wants to be the head, but she knows somebody needs to be above her. Yeah. She doesn't want or need that responsibility, but she will also make sure that the person above her is doing what's mm-hmm. right. There is a theory that I saw somebody present out there that uh, Shuri is not ready for the Black Panther mantle and that perhaps Okoye takes up the mantle of Black Panther until Shuri is ready. I could see that. And they could when I and then after I after that I saw this Okoye series announced, and I was like, "Huh, I wonder if they're pulling a Falcon and Winter Soldier with Okoye." But it depends on when the show comes out and when the movie comes out. You know? Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah, I don't think they've even given us a timeline of when this is going to be released. No, I haven't it, seen anything like that. Purely something in development, so it may not even come to fruition because it's not an official thing on Marvel's docket yet. Mm-hmm. But it was verified by some sources that I trust, so let's yeah. roll with it. But I think that's pretty interesting. And uh, I love her. Don't we oh, all? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We do. Yeah. Agreed. I never in a million years would have thought, uh, by the way, when uh, they were casting characters, that Okoye, the guard that I've seen sometimes in Todd Nahisi Coates' Black Panther run, would be running alongside uh, the Avengers the to Avengers. fight Thanos. Right, right. Never did I think uh, uh, her and Mbaku would be sitting there fighting alongside Captain America and Mm. Thor. So Mm. that's badass just in general. Um, 
So yeah, I I think that's uh, really interesting. Uh, let's go ahead and move on to our next story, and that is that we are getting an interesting collaboration. Uh, <laughs> it is called Teen Titans Go See Space Jam, and basically it is Teen Titans Go, the animated show on Cartoon Network, uh, watching Space Jam uh, in the same vein as... Mystery Science Theater 3000, MST3K. Um, and my only response to that is, what? And I guess uh, I'll, I'll start with Steve on this one. Steve, what are your thoughts? What? Let's <laughs> <laughs> see. Both y'all are saying what, and I'm in here like, yeah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah! What? Huh? Uh, so, so here's the thing that I like about this, right? Yeah. Completely generated by by Cartoon Network. Yeah. Meaning there's no, nobody asked for this. Mm-mm. Nobody's looking for it. Mm-mm. But here's a gift. <laughs> so yeah. so I guarantee I'll watch what I can of it. But I I just don't I just don't know. I just yeah. don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Boyd, what are you thinking? Oh, I'm all here for it. So MST3K was my initial, you know, exposure to bad movies and riffing on movies and making jokes and making comparisons and (laughs) in-jokes. So, you know, I graduated to riff tracks, to podcasts, to Let's Watches and, you know, those kind of things. And I was also one of the few people that before Teen Titans Go came out didn't poo-poo it immediately. I was okay. very, 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 very for it. And as I smiled into the mic, I know I was right. Mm-hmm. I was right. <laughs> and to be fair, the weird things they do to me are fantastic. They've had crossovers with Beetlejuice, Freakazoid, De La Soul, <laughs> freaking the DC uh, uh, Girls cartoon, mm-hmm. which is has no reason to be as good as it is. They've crossed over with them. I think the weakest thing they've done was the Powerpuff Girls crossover, and that's only because that Powerpuff Girls reboot was awful. <laughs> but every like niche thing that they do is fantastic. Like, There's rumors right now of a Night Begins to Shine spinoff, but with this actually being confirmed, I'm like, oh, you guys have these ideas because you have ideas for them. They're not being forced upon you, like you said, Steve. Like, You right. guys thought of this, Brought it to the studio. They went, <gasps> yes. And then they let you do it. And yep. w- with the way they animate, it's cheap. So it's not really costing them any more money than it would to do any newer episodes. They literally are just going to, like you said, animate around it and have a movie play in the background. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, I don't really have much to say on it. It's, I mean, it's totally out of left field, but this is par for the course for Teen Titans Go. So... Uh, I, I can't say whether or not I'm going to like, like if I have plans to sit down and watch it just cause do we know where this is airing yet? Do we know if this is going to be on Cartoon Network or if this is streaming somewhere? Nine times out of 10, they usually air these as Friday night or Saturday morning specials. Mm-hmm. Like the night begins to shine three parter was like a weekend special for a holiday. I figure what space jam comes out next month. Yeah. Um, the Space Jam uh, New Legacy. So it'll probably be that weekend or a weekend before that. It'll probably be on Cartoon Network. Got it, got it. And HBO Max, I would imagine. They'll probably just yeah. put out the same. Yeah. Uh, eventually, probably. Yeah. Right. All right. Uh, well, let's get into our last story and then we can uh, set up for the main event here. But... Uh, the last story that I have on the dock today is that it looks like Amazon uh, bought MGM, uh, the movie studio. So uh, they get access to all of their properties, and it looks like it's a pretty extensive one. Let me just run through a quick list. Uh, so they get access to The Handmaid's Tale, Fargo, Vikings, Teen Wolf, Stargate, The Real Housewives thing, The Hills... <laughs> the voice 
But you're also Bandit. forgetting about the classics, man. Tell me about the classics, LT. Yeah, what yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Do they I'm Come sorry. On, man. This list that I had pulled up did not prioritize. Yeah. Uh, so they also get things like the Bond series and mm. Rocky slash Creed. Mm. You know, um, what other ones am I missing? Because my list was not good enough. <laughs> so for one, they get the I believe uh, the turner library the orion library oh yeah that's a right a lot a lot a lot a lot a lot of classic metro golden mayor stuff and ooh, it the catalog that they have you would not think they would have because when you see these you think oh it's just an old movie nah son these are old franchises yeah mm-hmm. yeah and plan i think planet of the apes is in there too isn't it I can't remember. Let me do what uh, I got this magic tiny device in my hand. Let's oh, see. wait, hold on. Planet of the Apes might be Fox. Pyramid? That's Fox. Uh, Fox? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That is Fox. Yeah. 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 Well, for me, movies. I feel like this 4.9 billion, wasn't that what it was? 4.9 yeah. billion? Yeah. Um, was, was directed at the Bond series. Oh, so 100%. Here's and the everything big else is a bonus. Here's the big holdup to the deal because this deal was actually in pl- or being worked on for the last couple of weeks. They've been trying to buy them. Um, so there's actually another really small studio that technically owns all the rights to the Bond series. Uh, they just kind of were were filtering through uh, MGM, and that um, small studio retains the rights. To make sure that Bond cannot be done as a television series. He can't guest star in any spinoffs. Uh, his movies have to be released theatrically. And they still get final say in who the actor that portrays Bond will be. Wow. So, Which is why you technically have three of the, what, 51, 52 Bond movies that are non-canon. Right. So, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's something. So that that was a big factor into why it took so long to get the deal done. And it looks like that small studio is retaining that power over the Bond franchise. So uh, kind of unique case, but I am sure Amazon is still happy that they get to move forward with making a bunch Heck of Bond yeah. movies. I feel like they struggle with their identity at Amazon. Like, what are we supposed to be? What are we supposed to put out here? Because they make super violent superhero shows. (laughs) (laughs) And sell you underwear in two days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That is definitely true. So I don't know. I mean, do we have excitement? Are we kind of dreading uh, the the outcome of this? (laughs) I'm excited because. Oh, go ahead, Steve. I mean, it's it's just another thing, right? It's just. They just bought up something else, and then they'll keep that, and then they'll, you know, release some things probably under that Metro Golden Mare, and then it'll be straight to Amazon. You know those kind of things. I, I, I don't really care at this point. We see it so much already. Yeah, it's just another one. Only reason I'm excited is I get tired of going to Prime looking for something Ugh. to watch, and all the movies I want to watch. Aren't on Prime. <laughs> I mean, yeah. once Amazon stopped doing true two-day shipping, like I ordered this today. Two days yeah. is today and tomorrow. Not, yeah. oh, it's two days from whenever we decide to ship it. That ain't two-day free shipping. That's lies, <laughs> and I hate it. Oh, by the way, this movie that you want to watch? Yeah, it's on Prime. Riff Tracks? No, I want to watch the actual <laughs> movie. What is your library? Okay, now, what now you What is their me. library? What is it? Exactly. What it, It's... So here, my thing with Prime is how is how uh, seasons are broken up, and They're like stupid, so stupid. <laughs> but it's like, would you like to start with season five? It's like, no, no. I want to watch the next season of Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. What do you mean? It, uh, yeah, it's just ugh. yeah, it's it's really frustrating. That's not my go to. That's for sure. I have to have something that I know that I'm going to go watch, like Invincible <laughs> or Bad Boys, or else I don't even turn it on. Now, they, there are some gems on Amazon, but I think this Metro Golden Mare purchase would make me go more uh-huh. to dig in those crates and see what else I can find there. I tell you, Steve, one thing you will find on Prime, 
a lot of good B movies. Yeah. Yeah. True. <laughs> I, I I have true. three words for you. Horror and hamsters. And you'll thank me later. Mm. Okay. I'm gonna just jot this down. I'm mm-hmm. sorry, horror and hamsters. Horror and hamsters. And it is exactly how it sounds. Okay. It is a horror movie. It is a <sighs> anthology okay. horror movie spliced <laughs> with scenes of hamsters playing. What are you even saying to me? It is fantastic. Yeah. Okay. I am going to <laughs> go ahead and move off of horror and hamsters because I <laughs> literally don't know what words to place after that statement (laughs) so let's go ahead and get into our main event today so guys we have a treat for you this week we decided to do a retro review of i believe 1995's Mm -hmm. batman forever correct uh so this was this was an interesting rewatch first of all (laughs) it really is i've never hated batman forever i've always appreciated it for what it was but i will also admit it's probably been about five or six years since i've last seen batman forever Uh, yeah and i don't (laughs) some things have i was like oh all right it's a little bit more egregious for me Uh, (laughs) So, unironically, Forever is my favorite Batman movie. Like, what do the kids say? No cap? Forever is my favorite (laughs) Batman movie. The Dark Knight might be the best Batman movie, but Forever is my favorite Batman movie. Wait, wait. I thought it was established that the Lego Batman movie was the best Batman movie. Oh. That's another conversation for another oh, day. That's a, that. we'll, we'll, we'll have to come back to that point. But yeah, yeah. Batman Forever. Uh, well, so we, me, me and Boyd have our thoughts on it. Steve, where are you at? Man, it's been a long time since I watched this movie. <laughs> and I felt like I held it. Like, I feel like I forgot a lot that happens in this movie. <laughs> and I just told everybody how much I loved it for the last six or seven, eight years, whatever yeah, however long yeah. it's been. Yeah. And man, there are some rough things going on. <laughs> uh, and I completely understand like yeah. the love of this movie. Believe me, I understand mm-hmm. that. I Just watching it back, it's kind of like, oh, wow, that was a choice. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I'll tell you what's interesting for me. Have you ever had a movie that you've seen and you rewatch like a movie that you've seen, but you didn't realize how much you watched it as a kid until you've watched it again. And suddenly mm-hmm. you're like rattling off quotes from the movie. You didn't even remember you that, you knew. that you knew. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, you, for you exactly. And you know, why, 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 why? Uh. Luck. Blind, stupid, simple, doodah, clueless luck. <laughs> oh, boy. Holy metal, Batman. What? Huh? I mean, the metal. It's got holes in it, Batman. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, man. Uh, can, I, can I point out something? Yeah, please do. What was Tommy Lee Jones' character? Uh, well, it was supposed to be Harvey Dent. But I think he was actually going for um, Jack Nicholson. (laughs) (laughs) Not not the Joker. Just Jack Nicholson. Nicholson. And I don't feel like I don't feel like that anybody could give him any direction because it's Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. You know, and he's going to do exactly what he feels like doing with this script. Well, this is Tommy Lee Jones from back then, though. This is like U.S. Marshals Tommy Lee Jones, right? Right. This is right. This right. is not the established Tommy Lee Jones that we had a little bit later. I feel like I still just feel like it was at that point. I feel like <laughs> it was at that point where I'm just going to do this the way I want to do it. So, <laughs> yes. isn't the longstanding rumor was always that he initially played it. A little more serious, but then he saw Carrie doing his Frank Gorshin impression. Yeah. yeah, and that's when he was like, "Oh, is this how I'm supposed to be?" Okay, and then next thing you know, he's dancing in the background while Drew Barrymore is talking about what she made him for dinner. Right. Yeah, 
Um, man. Oh, man. Let's just That's... let's just start going through it. First of all, okay. when this when this movie opens and the credits roll, I was instantly taken back to however old I was when the, like the names are coming up. It's like Val Kilmer, <laughs> and then it's Tommy Lee Jones, yes, Jim Carrey. Like was this movie then, in three D? No. Oh. Then why did they have all those graphics flying at the screen? I don't know, but I just remember my kid brain was like, "This is the coolest, yeah, ever." Like, yeah. and then like the the symbol comes up and it goes, Wah! and you see the forever come up in the neon green. It just, yeah. it, I was transported. I was sent. <laughs> <laughs> that. Forever symbol was my favorite bat symbol up yeah. until 2008. Like, yes. no lie. Yes. Uh, we immediately open into uh, Batman putting on his leather suit, which, you know, th- that wasn't LT. the egregious scene. <laughs> the, the egregious scene comes later with the, <laughs> with the suit. But um, I do have to say, as it ascended from the pit, I maintain to this day Batman Forever's Batmobile is the best Batmobile ever. And Jim Carrey blowing it up should be a crime. Best ever or best live action? I'll say best ever. Ooh. Because only because, I don't know, it was something about that glowing middle and the big fin. And also, it was the it was the single seat, wasn't it? It yeah. was. Yeah. It was just like, I, I can't explain it. Like, it the way that that neon blue came from the middle of it, um, it, it it was just, to me, it is the best. All the other ones look kind of gothic or they have kind of the bulkiness. I don't know. It's the perfect mixture of sleek. I think it's the lights that do it for me, too. I don't know. I don't know. I now, mean, the I... lights make no sense because there's no armor on there's it. There's nothing on Yeah. What is it? <laughs> so let me interject right quick because you said a buzzword for me and for this movie okay which is neon neon (laughs) neon neon yes now say it again Mm -hmm. canonically these are in the burton verse you can argue against that if you want these are burton verse movies they are they are a stark contrast to the soundstage we got from 89 and returns yeah Those movies are very sullen and emo and weird and creepy. But no, 95, we've got Batman and it's a rave. It's a party. We've got green screens and neon and big bands in the background and that score. That Mm -hmm. score. That score. That score has neon. Like it's just. It does. (laughs) It does. Yeah, man. It does. Yes. Uh, let, let's go ahead and take this time to give the obligatory shout out to uh, Kiss from a Rose by Seal. Yeah, it was man. a part of the movie. It was a part of the credits. By the way, did anybody notice that the credits of the movie were only like three minutes long? The I didn't best notice. credits no. of a movie ever. <laughs> because it's literally the greatest song ever, followed by a snippet of one of the 15th greatest songs ever. <laughs> It's just ah, uh, it's so interesting, mm. but um, the the movie also establishes itself from the Burton verse, even though it's still in the Burton verse. Uh, it opens on a joke, you know. Yeah. What time will you be home for dinner, sir? I'll get drive through. I love it. Wait a second, can we talk about Alfred for a second? Oh yeah, best Alfred. Timeless, timeless. Uh, this Alfred is a lot more messy. Than the other Alfreds. This Alfred, uh, his sass factor is turned up to 11. Mm, mm -hmm. Uh, Do not come for him, Queen, because he is going to come back at you with the the snark. (laughs) What's behind that door, Al? Master Wayne's dead wives. (laughs) He says with a straight face. Because the battle stops, too. Wait, what? <laughs> huh? Huh? What did you say, bro? <laughs> oh man, just keeping dead women in his basement. Yes, yes. Um, so this just because it was such a big sticking point uh, from the last uh, time we reviewed one, which was 
uh, Batman 89. Go check out that episode if you haven't listened to it, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but how do we feel about the gooning that was occurring in this movie? Does anybody want to go first? Because I have one. Please particular... go first. I will go second. Okay. I have one particular scene that mm-hmm. involves top tier gooning. <laughs> and I bet, I think you both know which one I'm thinking of. Okay. It is the casino scene where Batman drops down right in the middle of Nigma doing his whole presentation and everything and Two-Face's goons all come up towards him. And there is the homage to Indiana Jones yeah, where the oh. goon is just doing his best to intimidate a man in yes. patent leather and a cow. Oh, yes. And all of a sudden he's just like, super kick. And the fight's over. Yeah. And he goes about his business. <laughs> like, if your man's ain't willing to stand up to a big goth in leather, yeah. what? What? That's as close as you're going to get to Bob. Yeah. That's it. You know. That is. That's that it. is. So, that was actually the second appearance. I called him Two Knives Henchman because he showed up in the first scene when they were stealing the vault. Was he Elevator he the- Henchman? Uh. He pretty much was. Yeah, because um, he, he came out, he had the two knives in both scenes. He, he does the two knives pose. And what I thought was interesting was uh, he basically came at Batman, Batman dropped him, and then what, put him in a chair, and then he was rolling back towards the elevator shaft, and yeah. then Batman stopped. No, 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 he was coming at him. Batman dodged him, but stopped him from falling off of the elevator and then threw him into the electrocuted person, which I feel like Burton's Batman would have let that guy die. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) He would have just sidestepped and be like, oh, he fell to his death. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like that was really the only, the main gooning that took place in this movie. Everything else was kind of background goonery. And uh, true, yeah, yeah. So as far as now, I did like their neon Tommy guns because reasons. <laughs> I mean, who doesn't love that? Right? <laughs> well, they all they also all had Deathstroke masks with yeah. like the half black, half red. So you know they were definitely going. They were told to go for an aesthetic. Don't show up to the job interview if you don't have the uniform. <laughs> <laughs> Just let you know, Face uh, has a habit of killing guys in the middle of right. battle. So also yeah. be prepared to die. <laughs> right. Um, you know, Tommy, well, unfortunately, he didn't make it. And no. um, he died before the <laughs> helicopter crashed because Two-Face can't aim and shot him to death. <laughs> right. Uh <laughs> Now, orientation is going to be to your left. Once you finish orientation, go see Gary about your neon Tommy gun. (laughs) Go see him about it. (laughs) Uh, Also, you're not allowed to carry coins. You can only carry paper bills. Only face carries coins. If he sees you with a coin, he will murder you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That is true. Um, So... Let let I guess let's go back to the oh I'm sorry Steve did you have anything else to say about no goons? you know it, like I said there wasn't too much goonery going on other than uh, or highlighted goonery I should say yeah but uh, yeah just 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 knife goon just knife goon uh, two two knives goon uh, two so knives. <laughs> <laughs> we we have a. The, the entire scene with the safe is interesting, right? Uh, mm, we have, I'm glad you brought that up. We have the, the safe guard that's in there. He's just tied up. He's, he's not trying to get up or anything. He's just laying there. And he's like, it's boiling acid. Um, did, we, did they explain how they rigged <laughs> the safe with acid? No. Uh, thing. Okay. I, I wasn't sure if I missed that There's part. There's so much missing here. And that's one of the main things. And I'm like, what in also, the holy hell is this well, movie, man? How a helicopter can carry a so, Oh, And then oh. it swings back in. Uh, man. Batman's uh, hook that was grappled into just a concrete wall carried a whole safe yeah. back in there. Yeah. Uh, also, the acid inside of the safe, like, he's like, bah, my glasses, the glasses go in there, and uh. it goes, but nothing boils or, <laughs> like, even smokes. It's just water. <laughs> it's just water. <laughs> Listen, 
<laughs> something that is different about this movie than yeah. the previous two yeah. are those bigger action set pieces. Like, we didn't see, like, helicopters with safes hanging from them in the first no. two movies. So this no. was like a departure from those more intimate sets where everything kind of happened uh, yeah. in front of the camera. So weird this is the thing i mean this is kind of one of the things that as i'm watching it, i'm like this doesn't even make any sense <laughs> this is what happens i always in... thought it was cool before like oh that's i never even never even thought about it this is what happens in the post batman begins dark knight realm of things like they grounded batman so much that mm. suddenly you're just sitting here like mm, i don't know about that <laughs> now, I don't know if the physics of that actually makes sense. But it does also continue the trend, and it's my favorite Batman trope of him giving up the cow ASAP <laughs> just to get laid. Yes. Okay, is this the thirstiest love interest in all of superhero yes. movies? <laughs> so, and I have to get into this part because this is partially the reason I love this movie. <laughs> Completely one-sided. <laughs> there is the part where he first starts opening up to her as Bruce. And he comes mm -hmm. to her office. He breaks down the door and all that. And he starts slowly revealing his, like, past her. And all of a sudden he goes, I've got to get you out of those clothes. And she's like, what? <laughs> and then the clearest day you hear him go, and into a black dress. So tell me, doctor, do you like the circus? Boom, ba -da -da -da. Yeah, the and music I'm like, comes right after that. <laughs> Batman has a speech impediment. I have a speech impediment. I could be Batman because he can't talk properly either. <laughs> it was all oh, that line. That take. All oh, that line. It, it was. You let this man sound like Sylvester the Cat and kept yes. it in your million dollar movie. <laughs> I I mean there's there's a lot to unpack with all of the scenes I feel like. I don't even know if we have time to sit here and discuss mm. each Chase Meridian scene. Oh. It mm. Did they ever make Chase Meridian canon, by the way? Yeah, I, I, I think like she showed up in a one-off comic. It's like okay. uh, a nod, but I think that's about it. Okay. I do want to say, by the way, that sitting back and, and looking at it now, I love that the, the primary, I guess, focus or thesis of this movie is mental health. Right. <laughs> That's pretty progressive for 1995. It really, it really kind of is. But I just want to say, like, there was no interest from Batman for Chase Meridian after their initial hook up like there was just it was just her on him yeah showing up yeah doing nonsense she was like how about you come to my place uh okay i'm trying to save these people right now can you <laughs> pick your tongue off of the floor and let's get to business because the bad I'm signal is not a beeper <laughs> yes yes also when he finally accepts it when he's just like i am ready to let this happen i thought it, to, first of all, perfectly valid time for naked Batman to show up. <laughs> oh my god! But what he shows happening? up. <laughs> How did we get back here? <laughs> he shows up outside. She left her windows and everything open in yeah. Gotham, which is a problem. I want to say. Yeah, but she in um, a penthouse. She's fine. No, no, no. It, there are things and people that fly in Gotham. I don't care what you say. <laughs> you okay. <laughs> I've seen goons climb to the top of these giant gothic yes. buildings for yes. nothing with two <laughs> knives with two knives thank you <laughs> um so she she goes she's just laying in bed she says my place midnight while he's in the middle of fighting people and he goes yeah all right log that and then it's she's just laying there he comes in they start making out and she goes dang my bad um I'm actually super into Bruce now, even though we I haven't had a conversation with Bruce or any interaction with Bruce before mm. this. So he was I imagine he had to be so frustrated in that at that point because it's it's not it's a production for him to to become Batman. 
He has to like <laughs> put this giant suit on. He has to get in his car. He has to drive across town. He has to park it. It he has doesn't to have hell up. He has like to repel up. <laughs> it his car does not have the shielding that the original Batmobile does, so he's got to put a little couple extra stuff on it. And then you know, I get she's like, I, I would have taken you without all of this now. And he goes, Yeah, all right, cool, fine. But, but he gets the big great. goofy smile out of it. Great. That so. big CGI <laughs> grin. And you know what that grin was? That grin was, you know, I wasn't really ready for a triple X throwdown. Because once this leather comes off, I'm going to want a nap. And I know that you like me without the leather. Yeah. Next time it's on. Yeah. It's on, baby. He's like, oh, someone likes the real me or the, the not real me. Oh, shoot. How does that work? <laughs> I am Batman. Batman. He was barely in this movie. He didn't have a whole lot to do. Are you? Well, Batman or Bruce Wayne? Uh, I feel like Bruce Wayne was in it more. Like it was more oh, of a yeah. Bruce Wayne story than it was Batman. Well, it was about mental health, and yeah. Bruce Wayne has problems and repressed yeah. memories and all this other stuff. And it seems like every character was dealing with some kind of psychosomatic disorder mm-hmm. or something. Mm-hmm. So, you know what? You know what I like the fact that we've been talking about the two main characters and haven't mentioned the twenty-one-year-old orphan that he adopts. <laughs> Yes. So in my mind, I guess as a kid, and I guess even watching this now, I was thinking, my brain is just telling me, I know he looks old, but I'm just going to imagine he's like a 16 or 17 year old kid. And and maybe that's what the movie was going for, but Mm. (laughs) yeah, it definitely felt like he adopted a grown man. (laughs) Especially when he goes, I need a nickname, (laughs) bad boy, Nightwing, how about Dick Grayson, college student. So it's like, oh, so he can buy beer. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it, you're right. Uh, it's oh, uh, I, I also can't be remiss to forget the uh kung fu laundry scene in between Oh my gosh. In between heists. Like it was Riddler two face heist. Kung Fu Laundry, get the water all over the floor for no purpose, and then right back to another Riddler Two-Face heist. And then, <laughs> and then on top of that, Riddler and Two-Face used the pearls and diamonds that they, they got, that they stole, to buy an island fortress? Because that yeah. was what was implied after that. <laughs> Finally got it. <laughs> I love it because it's like, so what? comic book. It's like, yes, these guys just... go on a robbing montage and by a secret island where Jim Carrey is in a chair getting high off of thoughts. Oh my gosh. Yes. <laughs> oh boy. Um uh, also uh I can't help but realize that uh Jim Carrey looked like David Bowie the entire movie. I think that was on purpose. Mm. Yeah, no. I mean once I saw like the what is it? The the rouge the or, or the blush or whatever. Well, yeah. they close they they did a close up of his face on one scene, and I saw like the the makeup that was on his cheek and stuff, and I was like, oh, he's totally going for a Bowie vibe. Yeah, yeah was it uh, Star Starman or what? Mm-hmm. Whatever that persona's yeah. called. Yeah. 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 Man. Oh man, I love this movie. I'm but sorry, Jim Carrey it's... though. What? Jim. Jim Carrey though. Oh, at peak mask. <laughs> like, this was peak Jim Carrey. This yeah. was balls to the wall Jim Carrey. Yeah. And if you, I'm showing how I love bad movies. If you listen to the noises he makes in Forever, he makes the same exact noises in How the Grinch Stole Christmas, which is why I love that movie because they're just the same <laughs> stuff like that. Where it's like, why are you making a soundtrack? You have a soundtrack. You don't, you don't need to do the Kronk's new or Emperor's new groove and make your own background music. Oh my gosh! <laughs> All right, guys. So I wanna I wanna go to each one of us and have a, a last couple of bullet points for the movie, and then let's give it a final verdict, and we can start to wrap this thing up. So, Steve, mm-hmm. you have uh, any other points you want to make? You know, I I I really don't. I, I think that this may have dropped down from a video game windscreen for me to a mm-hmm. good. And I okay. guarantee I'm going to watch it again. 
and yeah. continue to watch it. Uh, but this is definitely a demolition, man. It may have been, it may have always been, but I feel like nostalgia took it up a notch for me. But I think yeah. that I, I think that we can correct that here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so that was your verdict. Uh, Boyd, what final points do you have and what verdict do you give it? Final points. All that neon, all that <laughs> CGI goodness, all of the camp. All of the Dutch tilt angles. I love it all. So many Dutch angles. Yeah. Fantastic <laughs> soundtrack. Fantastic score. Fantastic <laughs> merchandise. And I I can't help but love this movie. Initially, before we started recording, I was telling myself, this is, this is a big demolition man. But no, the more we talk about it, yeah. this is video game windscreen. But specifically... <laughs> The Sonic the Hedgehog uh, screen clear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I love this movie, and I might watch it again this week. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, so here are my notes. There's just a few things I want to highlight here. Uh, going back to the uh, the opening action scene, um, Two Face rammed a helicopter into a sign <laughs> to kill Batman. No repercussions on the helicopter at all. He also <laughs> he also decided to uh, keep the helicopter going straight with a car jack. So that happened um, when they did the flashback scene on the on the TV of uh, Two Face getting the acid in his face. It looks like Batman's just sitting in the courtroom and then stands up to go. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, was Batman sitting there in full setup that whole time? Uh... <laughs> the barrister. Yes. Uh, Chase Meridian had uh, all the Time magazines uh, of Batman on her desk. Did Batman pose for Time magazine? Because it looked like he posed... For Time Magazine. Oh, man. Um, you know what? You're pointing out all these things <laughs> that I just, I, because I've seen it so many times, I just kind of let it wash over me. And yeah. I didn't even, man, that's yeah. crazy. That's uh, crazy. There was, at, so after they're, like, him and Robin are, like, getting together and getting their costumes on and they're getting ready for the final showdown, there's the second suiting up sequence where they get the obligatory rubber butt shot that is super egregious uh and yeah uh batman had an apple watch in 1995 so i just thought that was dope those are my points uh this movie was demolition man for me it will remain demolition man for me it's always good i i can't put it as winning and i can't put it as bad and Mm. it's also I don't know why this movie does so much right and Batman and Robin to me did so much wrong. I can't call Batman and Robin a good movie, even though there are parts of Batman and Robin I still enjoy, but I can't, I can, I feel like I can unabashedly say you'll have a good time watching Batman forever, but I can't say that about Batman and Robin. Mm. I'll put it like this. You will enjoy Batman forever by yourself. (laughs) (laughs) you you can watch forever by yourself but you need to watch batman and robin with people and just mst3k all night oh yeah i mean Mm -hmm. if you're if you're totally fine sitting in a room with people constantly talking through the movie then batman and robin is going to be that movie for you but honestly i feel like if you sit and watch batman and robin by yourself you're just going to get mad eventually arnold's one-liners start to wear real 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 thin cool body (laughs) ice to see you (laughs) allow me to break the ice take two of these (laughs) you get it because he's a doctor i'm out (laughs) as i told lady freeze when i pulled the plug this is a one woman show how was he recording (laughs) that Uh, i don't know he was in a plant at that time and it was the same (laughs) angle that we saw it it wasn't like a batman Uh, angle it's just bad it's It's just just bad it's just bad all right guys that 
is our show for this week. Uh, so, guys, uh, well, actually, Boyd, first of all, thank you so much for coming back on the show. Thanks, uh, it's always it's fun. Always so much fun. fun. So much fun. And we love your uh, your Batman and pro wrestling insight. Uh, do you have anything you want to plug, and where can we find you on social media? I will plug the same thing I've been plugging for a while, which, giggity. And that is my Thelonious Chunk Twitter, at Calibron. Also, my Thelonious Chunk YouTube. I've gotten back to posting some videos there. Currently, I have tried the Zoe Energy Drinks by Dwayne The Rock Johnson, as well as Wild Brand's Pork Skin Chips, similar to the Chicken Skin, but they are made of pork skin, obviously. And this Monday, I will have up the Cocoa and Fruity Pebbles Chocolate Bars. So that's going to be a fun video to post. Uh, so okay. you could find me pretty much the loneliest chunk anywhere. I haven't been on Facebook in like three months. Don't plan on going back. So Twitter and YouTube it is. All right. Uh, and you, the handle was the loneliest chunk? The handle is at Calibron, but if you search okay. the loneliest chunk, uh, I should be the only one to pop up. I kind of <laughs> make sure I source my names like that to make sure I'm the only one you find. Mm-hmm. Yeah, awesome. Uh, yeah, guys, definitely check out uh, those feeds and those sources. It's some really great content. I cannot recommend it enough. Uh, Steve, where can they find you? Where can they find the show? You're going to find the Nerd Smash Talkcast on Twitter, at NerdSmash underscore TC. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, at Steve L. Dub. That's right. And guys, you can also email us at nerdsmash.tc at gmail.com. If you have any questions, we'll open up the old mailbag. And you can find me on Twitter at LTTheFifth. That's L-T-T-H-A-F-I-F-T-H. And guys, that is our show. Dope show. Yeah. Dope show. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll talk to Always you later. Fun. Holla, holla, holla. Oh, wait. Holla, holla. Uh, boy, you had a, you had a sign off. <laughs> Make it. it Batman Strikes Again. <laughs> <laughs> that really hurt. <laughs> I hear cheeks clapping in the night. Them yams frosting in the breeze. <laughs> With a proclamation of, Harvey, I'm Batman! <laughs> Guy to immediately to the right of you. Did Bruce Wayne just say he's Batman right now? <laughs> Wasn't he sitting uh, next to Commissioner Gordon? He was right. Oh no. Oh god. Alright, guys. That is our yes. show. Holla 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 holla. Holla holla. Alright. Holla.